Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, it's Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and welcome to another episode of Be Unique's Unscripted, where we talk to artists, musicians, performers, and business professionals. My name is Tony Taylor, I'll be your host for this evening. You know, you could spend your Thursday nights anywhere, and we are excited you're spending it with us. The conversation is cool, it's calm, and it's casual. You can also be a part of the conversation by dialing 516-418-5651. Now, before we begin, let's talk about why you need to get on your phone and go to BeUnique.org. That's B-U-N-E-K-E.org. Here's what Be Unique is all about. Our mission is to work today to change tomorrow using digital mediums to connect the world with professional storytelling and media production. We work to educate, inspire, and foster positivity and creativity worldwide through video, audio, and a spectacular literary magazine featuring writers from around the world. The newest Be Unique magazine is out right now, and you can read it online along with Be Unique Brevard magazine, the Space Coast premier magazine. Be Unique is also a media powerhouse. Not only do you get this incredible podcast hosted by me, Tony Taylor, but 11 other shows. So sit back, get comfortable, and get ready to dial 516-418-5651 with your questions, comments, and whatever else you may want to say. Let's meet our guest. All right. Good evening, everybody. It is Thursday night. It is 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. You are on Be Unique Radio, and you are listening to Unscripted. And tonight, I am very, very, very excited to have my guest tonight being Linda Anderson. And Linda originally wrote uh, Nobody Parks in L.A. as a live-action sitcom pilot. Now, Linda couldn't resist producing the project herself as an animated show. She released the pilot, which stars Thea Gill from Queer as Folk, in 2022. Also in 2022, Linda created and produced Snowbirds, a female-led audio drama starring Denise Warner, Gregory, and Gina Glass. As a writer, she has sold several projects, from which the majority have been produced while some are currently in development. This is our Christmas from 2018 rom-com, which premiered on the U Up TV network is, and with five arts films starring Margaret O'Brien and Ron Moss, now distributed by SP Releasing on DVD. In 2021, the film was re-released and won a Family Film Award for Best Television Movie. In the Black from 2016, the crime drama with Bats in the Belfry Productions, the Grid, Zombie Outlet Mall from 2015, new media animated M.O.W. starring Thea Gill from Queer as Folk and Harry Ford from Code Black, The Grid, Zom, LLC. Triple Cross uh, from 2013 is a drama feature from Bobaloo Productions. Now, as a director, Linda collaborated with TV writer Joseph Dougherty from Pretty Little Liars in 2012 by directing one of his short screenplays called Tell Me. The next year, she directed The Happiest Couple for Beverly Regency Productions. These projects were among the many short films Linda has had in festivals during the last 20 years, many of which she was the writer and director. Linda currently has several projects in various stages of production and will be releasing Twice Removed, a genealogy theme podcast very, very soon. 
Folks, I made a point of that. I know that's a long biography. I made a point of that. But I just wanted to make a point about Miss Anderson tonight and how she has basically done it all. Linda, I can't thank you enough for being on the show tonight. Thank you. How are you doing this evening? Yeah, it's great to be here. Doing great. Well, it, it is great to have you. And I tell you what, uh, we're going to jump right in um, with all of these credits and all of what you've done. You've got to tell us all, and for those of us listening, and for those of you who may be listening, wondering about going into the entertainment industry, how did it all start out for you? How did it begin? How did you amass this incredible resume? Um, well, I don't know. <laughs> I just kept writing and writing. That's an honest you know, answer. I, That's an honest answer. Yeah, I just kept writing and writing until I decided I wanted to see what it looked like. And um, so I went ahead and um, got a friend of mine. I've never directed before. She went to film school. So it's like, you know what? This is what we'll do. I'll buy all the equipment and (laughs) we'll get our friends to go and, you know, be the crew. And I'll write the script and produce it and you direct and then we'll edit it and then we'll send it around the film festivals. What do you think? And we did. And it got around Um, the first one. It was really cool. Yeah. um, Before that, I had um, written some scripts and I would placed pretty highly in a few um, screenwriting contests and that sort of thing. Right, right. And, um, you know, so it just went from there. I just kept on um, producing more and more of my short films and realized that once – and then I moved to California from Florida. Right. So there was like this big jump. And once I got here, I realized, you know, um, probably can't get into the TV business because they want you to go through that whole thing where you're right. an assistant and all this other stuff. And it's like, I am already in my 40s. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be able No. I'm not ready to be an no. assistant at this age, right? No. I, you know, I've run accounting departments and things like that in day jobs. I don't think I can handle that. That would be way – no, I'm not going to get your coffee for you unless you're my friend. <laughs> so – you know, so it's like I, I I knew I wouldn't be able to do that. So it's like, you know, we're sticking to features. And then during that whole time, it's like, hmm, YouTube, hmm, Internet. Okay, so stuff can be released online too. Okay, I can, so I can make some things besides just writing features and pitching them. I can also, you know, maybe make some more projects and put them online. So that's where right. the Grid Zombie Outlet Mall was a 90-minute animated feature that I did. And um, it took me almost two years to do the whole thing between writing it and creating the characters and doing all the art that I needed to do for it. Now, now wait a minute. Have you, have you ever the an, studio? Had you ever animated no. anything before? So what, you no, I can't even and... draw. <laughs> <laughs> no, this, this is like a, a kind of an I animation. I hate people so, like you. So you <laughs> yeah. So you can make you can make the characters, but digitally, right. you know, and, and right. create them with whatever. So it's a lot easier. And then there's like a lot of stock backgrounds and that sort of thing. But I, the point was, it wasn't about the animation; it was about the story. So right. and the idea and all of that, and just to have it out there is this big giant freaking calling card of 90 minutes long. Um, and you know, so we raised a little money for that. It didn't. It didn't take me um, very long to put it together once I had the voiceovers and all of that. So did that, and then I also just kept on writing features and writing features. And, um, yeah, so where are we? 
so, so, you know, going back, you, you continually keep bringing up the importance of writing. Um, yeah. How, how, how important is that to getting into the entertainment industry? I mean, it should, should people, if they want to become these directors, if they want to become these producers, should they honestly sit down first and decide to learn to write? I don't think it's a bad idea because honestly, if you ask me from a writer's standpoint, the, without right. the script, you really can't make a movie unless it's all improv, but then it's really on the actors. And right. the director is just kind of like guiding everybody, you know? Right. So, but right. they have to have something to work with. And if it, I think writer-director is a really great thing to be um, because you'll be able to carry out your vision yourself um, or find a director that you can communicate with. If you want to be a director, right. you know, isn't it more about like seeing through the camera really more than anything? Right, right. I don't know. I don't know. I think you should, everybody should write, though. I, I know a uh, lot of directors who started out in the director side and who have gone back and written because they want to actually have a film that makes more sense to them and is right. more from them than just something that they're adapting, you know. And uh, when did you when did you discover you had a, a niche for writing? Because I wanted to create something, and I knew that I had to start there. And it's cheap. Make a it's blueprint. Paper. Yeah. Yeah. And it's something that I could do. I was working full time and I would take my hour lunch. It would take me five minutes to park my truck under a shade tree and I would write <laughs> at least five pages for that hour, you know, 50 minutes that I had. Right. And I would right. write every day, five times a week. By the end of the week, I had like, right. you know, 25, 30 pages. So it's not you that know, hard. You can find the time, you know. You can. You can. And, 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 and yeah. it's funny because that's exactly the, uh, that's exactly the method that uh, Stephen King uses. He, he usually says write about five to six pages a day. Mm-hmm. Write about five, and then you're going to have a book, or in your case, then you're going to have a movie. So yeah. writing, it, it, it sounds like to me, you know, when you when you went out to L.A., that you were determined that you were going to do your own thing. How difficult was that to do? Because like you were saying, I mean, traditionally, or they put it, you know, the you have to do, you do have to become an assistant or you do have to become some kind of low profile crew member to get your foot in the door. But you were determined to go ahead and jump all the way up to director, writer, or writer, director, um, all of a sudden. How difficult was that to do in that environment? Well, there aren't very many people I know who work in the studio system here. It's all mostly independent projects, independent film. If you're lucky to get distribution through a major, then that's great. But most people right. are independent. So most people are doing their own thing. If you run into somebody on the street, pretty much good chances they have a, um, a script in their back pocket. It, this right. Is, you know, just the way that it is here. Um Everybody's a writer. Everybody's an actor. Everybody's this and that. The the key is is just to find your group of people and try to make projects together, just like you would anywhere else. You know, like my first one in Florida was like all my friends. A couple people had some experience in um, tech. You know, like sound person or whatever. Or somebody was really good photographer, so they got to shoot the video. Right, (laughs) right, right. They were nominated. Right, 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 right. Yeah, you know. Or they did and the lights were, or whatever because they had to light it or whatever. 
and you were coming yeah. into it. You were coming into it. You really had no experience. You didn't go to film school, right? No, I went to actually. I went to full sale for audio back when they on the when they first started. Okay, but it was okay. just audio. Okay. Yeah, right. Was that the direct? Um, obviously, that was probably the direction you were going to go then, right? That's where I thought I was going. I was in dance, and um, then I stopped doing that, and I'm like, well, you know, I could do audio. <laughs> Instead of writing music, I could just do everybody else's, or maybe I'll manage <laughs> dance now. And the next thing you know, I'm writing um, stories instead of songs, and it just kind of, you know, evolved from one thing to another. Had you, did you know you always had a niche for writing? I mean, did, did you, when you were younger, no. I mean, did you, really? No. Okay. So talk no. about that. You decided, yeah. so this was something that you said, well, no, no, no. This was something that you said, um, I want to get my own projects off the ground. I want to do this myself. I want to tell stories that I want to tell. Damn it, I need to learn how to write. Is mm-hmm. that what you did? I you had an idea stuff. for something, and then right. I wanted to just write it. I don't even remember what it was anymore. It was so far back. Yeah. So I just, yeah. you know, I knew that I had to write it down so that people could follow. <laughs> you know, you need the blueprint before you can build the house. Right? Sure. Oh, absolutely. So, you need to have yeah. that foundation. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's where it really came from, the necessity more than anything, mother invent, of invention, right? That, you know, that so, is amazing because I, I, I hear so many people talk about the fact that, no, you know, because I, I personally, I'm, I write and I, I've, I've been writing since, third grade i mean it's just something that i physically and mentally enjoy is writing and Mm -hmm. a lot of our listeners are the same way and for somebody to come into the situation and determine that you know this is what i want to do and sit down and write well that should be a kick in the ass to all of us who quote unquote consider us writers and uh and and listen up and, and 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 decide to do what you've done and it's no surprise to me that after all the writing that you've done, you would step into the director's chair. What was that like? It didn't come too much later. It was like the same year. So it's like we did our one short film in like January of 2006. Right. And then I might have had like another two more shorts that I did. Um two more before I left Florida in 2007. Right. So, yeah. Because there is a lot of, uh, well, because you're dealing with a lot of independent filmmaking, there is a higher, probably a, what, a higher respect for writers in the independent world than in the traditional corporate filmmaking world, you think? No. Really? Not really, no. That's why you want to do your own thing. You know, and because as soon as you, if you've written a script and you've gone over it over and over and over again, and it's like, yeah, I'll help you get that made. Here's a thousand dollars. We'll make your, we'll movie for you. But here's a thousand dollars. And then you're not really like part of it after that. And that's why, that's why you, no, go ahead. I'm sorry, Lynn. Yeah, no, that's, that's why I, um. I don't mind giving them away because, you know, you can, I can always make more scripts. I can, I can write over and over again other storylines. I don't care. Right. It's like right. after a while you reach that point, it's like, eh, okay, you can have that one. Sure, let's see it made. 
you know, or I'll rewrite that for your, you know, for that to be a male character instead of a female character. Okay. Would you give right. me 500 bucks? I haven't had anything produced in a while. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, I mean, I, I know yeah, your scripts not? are your children, but you know what? It's time to let them grow <laughs> up and fly away. They and you're, need to go to college. It. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They need to go to college and pay for it themselves. <laughs> yeah. I'm not paying your student loans, kids. Right. No. Um, but yeah, it just you just really need to just write as much as you can write. It starts downloading to you after a while. Right. And right. you know, you just sit there and it's like, oh wow, that's a great idea for a movie. Next thing you know, you're writing down two or three pages right. worth of notes. And it's like, if you don't really have time to write it right then, then maybe in a week or two or a month from then or a year from le- from then, you'll look at it again. It's like, oh, you know what? I remember that. That's a good one. Let's do it. So it's just keep writing down your ideas and, and um, make it so that you're never bored. You, know, you can always put together another story and um, pitch it to somebody. And if they like it, maybe they'll be interested. I don't know. You can't so direct was, everything yourself. <laughs> you oh, yeah. Go. Well, I mean, that that sounds like the natural extension. Um, for, for those of us, yeah. um, you know, who or for those that may be listening that seem to think, you know, how do I even approach this, you know, this this machine of the entertainment industry of getting – what has been some of the biggest challenges that you have faced when – let's say for instance, you do have that idea that sparks in your mind and you do write it down and you do get that script written. What has been some of the biggest challenges you've faced with getting that work produced? Well, getting it produced isn't as hard now because you can do a lot of things yourself. But let's say 15 years ago. Like what? Like Melinda, talk about that. Like what? What can you do yourself? Well, um, I decided I had an idea last summer or spring, and I decided I was going to write it out feature length, but chop it into five episodes and do audio only, audio drama. And we knocked it out and recorded it within a month, and I ran it through post myself and did all of the sound effects and everything within a month, and then we released it in December. That was Snowbird, That's right? what. Oh, okay. All right. Decided. Okay. So okay. there you go. It's not visual, but it's a story. You know, we we can talk any medium here. It's always the same, you know. Is and I'm it's sure that process. you, I'm sure you agree. The basic component, really. I mean, with all the technological changes we're seeing happen. I mean, from my God, I uh, I was one of those people that went to film school, and um, I went to film school, and uh, you know, I actually was probably one of the last kids to actually cut on film and actually deal with film before, you know, the digital age. Um, Mm -hmm. But where I was going with this was, where was I going? Where I was going, yeah, yeah, I know. And that's the beautiful thing about a podcast, right? Like all these years. No, but um, what I was going to say was, um, it, it, what was I going to say? I was going to say that, you know, it, it it really is something now to be able to go to your laptop and have an entire production studio sitting there in front of your face. Where I was going with it's that crazy. was that, you know, back in the day, you know, I mean, you, you, you know, 
cameras, sound equipment, film, that stuff was expensive. And the only way to get anything done, or the only way I figured at the time, and it was true, the only thing I figured at the time, the only way I'm going to get a hold of a camera with Zeiss lenses is I've got to go to a school, you know? Or the only way I'm going to be able to get a hold of some audio equipment, you know, because that Nagra is, uh, is uh, quite the machine that, you know, not everybody was privy to having. You know, that I had to go to school. But nowadays, this is what blows my mind. You know, nowadays, it's like you open up your laptop and you've got MGM. Yeah. You know, you've got everything. And there really isn't an excuse. You know, I had a friend of mine who was a uh, – I, I, I shot a short film. And he was a fantastic DP. And he says to me, Gonzalo, he says – you know, Tony, I'm thinking about going to film school. And I said, I'm going to kick your ass. Because now, really, and I don't mean to demean, I mean, film school is important. It's important for contacts. It's important for learning etiquette. It's important for a lot of different things. But if you want to make a film and you want to make something that's going to look professional, that's going to be professional, that can, you know, that can be professional, it's out there right now. I mean, isn't it, Linda? I mean, that's what you've discovered? It's even better. And more clear. I mean, 4K on my phone. <laughs> you can you know, believe that? You can make can an, you believe that? Yeah, you can make an entire movie with your phone. People do it yep. all the time. Yep, yep, yep. Steven Soderbergh and well, a lot of other people have done that. Yeah. Well, well yeah. I mean, there's a lot of features out there. Tangerine comes to mind. Um, that was completely shot on the iPhone 5. Um, you know, it, it, it really is amazing that what, you know, what can be done. And what really is amazing, too, is talking to a person like yourself who has all of, you know, has, has done all of the stuff. And it's so, and I know a lot of listeners are thinking the same thing, it's so inspiring to be able to, to listen to a person who has just basically picked up the ball and run with it, you know. And I got to ask you this on a personal level because I, I want to know. What is the thing that you enjoy the most about filmmaking? What is it you like the most about it? Is it the writing? Is it the directing? Is it the actual production? What is it that really, you know, that really keeps you fired up? Um, I think it's the writing. I really hate being on set. Um, Directing's okay if it's my, you know, if it's my project, I don't mind being on set. The director's okay, right, right? But I don't like being on set otherwise because it's like I don't need to be here for twelve hours to just stand. Oh, around. I know, I know. It's like, no, no, it's exhausting. Just being, it is. Be bored, you know. So it is. But if you're busy and you've got stuff to do, and that's great. But I do like writing the best because I can do that anytime and anywhere. You know, it's like it's like I'm waiting on somebody to go in for an appointment. And um, I'm sitting in the car. I'll always have a notebook with me, and I'll probably write I something. I did too. I did too. Yeah. I did too. And I and I agree with you. Um, I'm always laughing now because uh, I I was uh, I was one of those poor souls that um, got into the industry through the assistant route. <laughs> yeah. And 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 as a yeah. PA, as a PA. Uh, we, we, you know, if, and for those of you who may not know, a PA is a production assistant that personally, that probably does every little thing that you can possibly imagine 
on a film on a film set, and that includes all of the down and dirty. Uh, we called ourselves poor assholes. That was how we uh, considered PAs. Uh, but um, it was a very important. But it was a very important step for me because I was on set, and I had a chance to actually be educated for real. And I thought yeah. that was important. I thought that was important, mm-hmm. and and it really made an impression on me. And I went the assistant director route, and I I, I don't know. You're you're one of those very fortunate people that have gotten into the industry doing what they originally set out to do. They wanted to direct, they wanted to write, they wanted to produce. I wanted to do all those things, but I was kind of in a situation where I needed to, you know, the only way I could get that done was to get into the business. And I got in as an AD, and um, I, I was pretty darn good at it, but it was something that I could not stand. And, you know, I I... I I feel the same way as you do. I think writing is the way to go for my, for me personally, because like mm-hmm. you're saying, I'm not on a set 16 hours a day on my feet. And, um, cause you know, and, and, and if you're listening, you know, this, I mean, if it were easy, everybody be doing it. You know, there's, there's nothing easy about it. I mean, you, you really, if you decide to get a job in the entertainment, in the entertainment industry, it's not, and you, you tell me if I'm right or wrong on this one. It's not something that you're, that money is the pertinent point of your getting into the industry. It's the passion you have to tell a story is why you get into this business. And that's what kept me going all through those crazy times of, of trying to decide, you know, whether or not to... <laughs> Uh, the sunrise was going to come up over this certain horizon and whether or not to have 30 to 50 people waiting around to capture about three minutes of it. So, you know, (laughs) Um, so listen, Linda, we're going to take a really quick break. Okay. We'll be back because I know you have some future projects you're working on right now, especially stepping in. I know that being on this podcast right now is part of one of those, uh, projects that you've got in the burner so we're going to pay some bills and we'll be right back ladies and gentlemen with uh, linda anderson producer director writer in just one moment have you ever read a web article on the internet that really spoke to you no i mean really spoke to you well let me tell you about newsly newsly is the new and incredible audio app made especially for ios and android Newsly picks up web articles about the most trending topics throughout the entire internet. And at any given moment, Newsly reads those web articles to you in a natural human voice. Browse your favorite articles from topics you choose. Stop scrolling, start playing, start listening, and start learning. And Newsly has podcasts as well. Explore trending podcasts from over 40 countries. Our podcasts, Unscripted, Coffee, Candy, and Creatives, and On Demand are there, too. Go to www.newsly.me to download and use Newsly for free now. And if you use promo code BEUNIQUERADIO, all one word and with caps, receive a one-month free premium description. For the first time in the history of the Internet, the web becomes listenable. Listen and learn with Newsly.
works to change the world for a better tomorrow using digital mediums to connect the dots of the world through professional storytelling. We have all embracing all-inclusive heart and are always learning to create new things to revitalize and sustain old things. While recognizing our differences, we use positive and universal thinking to strategize for a positive outcome. We collaborate with people of all distinctions to create a better me, a better you, a better us. By caring for others, there's no room in our hearts for hatred, racism, or egoism. So, let our visions heal and keep the promises of what we will be. One day, by living helpful, caring, and happy, healthy, and essential lives. With the wonderful staff and volunteers at Be Unique, we will continue to pursue that dream by making the world a better place for everyone. From everyone at BeUnique.org, to our readers and listeners, thank you for all your support. There's so much more on the way. If you like the show tonight, let us know. Call 321-417-4309 or email mary at beunique.org to ask how you can sponsor the show. It's simple and doesn't have to cost much at all. Visit beunique.org for even more details. That's B-U-N-E-K-E dot org. Join the global world changers who already know how Be Unique helps bring together like-minded humans who are making the world a better place. Read the magazine and blog posts, watch our videos, listen to our podcast, and visit our social media from one location and let's work together. Change tomorrow by finding solutions today. Visit BeUnique.org to learn more. That's B-U-N-E-K-E.org. All right, and I'm back with Linda Anderson. She's a producer, writer, director of film and TV. Linda, I know that right now with all that you've done, you're now moving into a kind of a new world, and I wanted to use this last half of our show to talk about that. Um, You're actually getting into the world of podcasting. Would you like to talk about that? Sure. Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> I was, I was, I was hurling the ball there for you. <laughs> All right, Linda, uh, tell us about the project that you're, you're, you just started actually, and uh, I, I know a little bit about, but um, why don't you tell us what you're on uh, Well, it's um, called Twice Removed, and it's a genealogy podcast where we discuss how you can research your roots and, you know, what you would normally discuss, you know, building family trees and the history of your family, trying to uncover a lot of things that you may not have known about, like having a DNA test and finding out you have 6,000 cousins you weren't aware of. (laughs) How did you get into genealogy? I just think it was a natural thing for my family. Um, I'm an only child. My father passed away when I was five. Uh, My mother was from Germany, and she left in the 50s, and all of her brothers and sisters and her parents stayed there. So, you know, it's like she always wanted me to know who everybody was. So I always, you know, she would tell me stories, and it was just a natural thing. So I always wanted to know more, and I really like history anyway. And, you know, the me stories too. you would tell me about World War II and going through World War II in Germany. And, 
you know, you just could picture it. As a filmmaker, you picture stuff, right? So oh, absolutely. it kind of goes that way. <laughs> so, yeah, that's where I am with it. And it's just interesting to hear people's stories and where they came from, too, not just my own. So that's part of it. Do you it. have any so, interesting stories? Did you have any interesting stories you want to share that you've discovered while putting this project together? Um, well, yeah, I took the DNA test I was talking about, and I found out that one of my acquaintances uh, was actually my fourth cousin, and there was no reason for us to even be living near each other for the family. You know, it wasn't like our families all lived in the same town. It's like a different state, and um, yeah, (laughs) so that was a surprise, and it was fun, (laughs) you know. Because we got to, I got to figure out how we were actually connected. I mean, I knew the, the the family name, and I was like, oh, yeah, that name. Heck, yeah, I know exactly where that came from. I just don't know where exactly that came from. <laughs> so, yeah. It's funny that yeah. it's funny to get a big puzzle. Yeah, it's a, a big puzzle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a lot of it, too. Yeah. It's like when I'm writing fiction, I love to write detective-y stuff. So when you're playing a detective yourself in genealogy, it's the same kind of a thing, you know, just on the other that end. That makes sense. Yeah. Absolutely. And what, is, what, do you, what do you have to do with this podcast? You hope to... Well, that's uh, kind of uh, open-ended, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it is open-ended. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, knowing a little bit about it, it seems to me like it, it, it it's helping people understand themselves better. It's helping people reunite family they didn't have. It's helping people rediscover or even discover the history. It's encouraging people. Yes. It's it's encouraging people from to figure it out from a younger age before everybody's gone and you don't have anybody to ask. You know, I'm so glad. I it's like my mother always told me the stories and I Everything was written down at one point. We sat there and we just wrote down every family member we could think of and made it into like, you know, a crazy looking scribbly family tree with all these circles and lines and whatever and names. And um, then when she passed away, um, I had my aunt who was still living in Germany before she passed away. um, And I would get on the phone with her and I would just kind of like ask her stuff and she was six years younger than my mother, so I, it was like a similar story from a different angle. And, it, you know, I just made sure that I wrote everything down and I compared it to the notes. I just did this last couple of days ago. I compared the notes I had from her with the notes I had with my mom, and it's like, yeah, it's pretty good, <laughs> you know. And then I'm going in and... So that's my thing. It's like I would want to encourage people to do that while they still have people around them that um, know all this stuff. It's like I have one uncle left. And um, I'm not sure how much he knows, you know, but the the cousins in Germany should probably ask them if they're interested in knowing. And what? So. And what? And what? If and listeners coming to this show, I mean, can they come to the show with questions about where to go to find this information and and how to go, you know, using that information? Can can the podcast help a person steer their direction towards the questions and answers that they need to have? I surely hope it will. And we're also going to have some social media too. Like I'm also, um, you know, doing like some little videos and 
and some blog posts and all that as as things are released there'll be like a set of like other materials to go with it and links in the show notes and that sort of thing so that if somebody was interested in the topic they can dive in a little bit deeper and um you know and I and then ask questions if they'd like you know sure. and I you're actually you're you're really going back to the first love that you have, which is writing, you're actually writing a story. Yeah. Aren't yeah. you? Yeah. You know, you're actually writing a story, a family history, and it's, it's a, you know, we were talking about wide open. It's a wide open history. And I know that you probably want to have on the podcast different uh, of authors or writers or directors or Filmmaker, anybody that's oh, yeah. involved in, in 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 genealogy, right? It's funny too because if, I've been on um, Facebook this week, and it's like a couple of Facebook friends. It's like two or three of them were talking about um, genealogy research and stuff. It's like, well, I know who I'm going to hit up. Maybe have them <laughs> on because they had an interesting thing that they were talking about. Like one was like Native American, and the other one was. Um, you know, European stuff after the um, the wall came down in Germany and all that. Right. So there's a lot of right. different, it's not just, you know, a random person. It's interesting content. Um, is this something yeah. that you use for film? I mean, is this something that could be done, could be fine with your filmmaking talents? Well, yeah, because I was having a little research onto uh, into my um, maternal grandmother's side, and okay. I was looking like three generations above her. No, it's probably just two generations above her. I saw some notes, and I just was like, oh, my goodness. The way that they were referring to my great-grandfather in these notes, it just made me just go like, oh, my gosh, this poor little boy, you know, during these times. It was, he just had his mother and you know, it's just it was like this little detailed thing, and I was just like, oh, I could right. build a story around him, just around him, yes. him the lead character. Yes. You know, Absolutely. and I never met the yeah, man. I heard enough about him. You know, he was a great right. little uh, story in my head for a long time, and now it's bigger because I researched him and I, I found some details that were interesting. And could that be? Yeah. Could that be? Um, um, that would be given over. Let me ask. Let me let me put it this way. Could that be um, something that would inspire a person to want to um, to listen to? T- uh, and you're calling the show what? Twice removed? Is that what it's going to be called? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's correct. Um, you're calling the podcast twice removed. Um, is that something that a person can can really use social media? Are you going to use social media as as a tool for people that listen to Twice Removed to help them better find out these questions that they have about their past? I mean, how will that work? Yes. Well, it's like I'll explain in little video clips, kind of like in TikTok form. Um, okay. You know, under under 30 seconds or 60 seconds, just like little facts, you know, like explaining – that until 1923, um, the three Scandinavian countries were still using patronymic last names, and meaning that, you know, if your father's name was Frank, then you would be Frank's son. 
as your last name. Oh, wow. Even though his last okay. name might have been Svensson or something, right? So, you know, it's like little things like that. So when you're doing your research, if you're Scandinavian and you want to go into the records before 1923 or 1900 if you're Swedish, and you see all these names, and it's like, why can't I find my my grandfather? What, what, right. Why is this last name, like, not the same through the, you know, the generations when they're all male? <laughs> right. You know? No, no, you're absolutely right. They all have right. different last names. It's like, oh, okay, I get it. Because my last name is like that, Anderson. It's two S's O-N. It's, you know, son of Anders. So, but, you know, I already knew that all my life because my mother drilled it into my head with everything else. So, <laughs> so you know, stuff like that. And, you know, and then it's like if you um, get a DNA test and somebody then it says that you're second or third, no, you're third cousins with somebody, then you know to look, you know, that you're sharing um, your second great grandparents or the same grandparents so that you can start looking there for them or like okay. connection to them. Stuff like that. Just like you... little things that you wouldn't know, but you do know. You just don't realize that that, you know, fits together that if a, if, if a person is listening right now, want to go ahead and start this process, what DNA test would you recommend? Well, I did my first one with Ancestry, and it's been great because I also have a subscription to Ancestry, and it's all built in. So if you find okay. somebody and you're like, oh, wow, who's this? Hmm, where do they fit? And then you go to their search, and then you try to find them. Or you go through your tree, and you try to figure out through their tree, is there anything here? Of course, I wouldn't right. do that uh, unless you have a pretty good tree. Already, I wouldn't okay. really recommend that because you'll go out of your mind unless you have at least your third great-grandparents in both directions, um, at least some of them. Because, you know, you gain grandparents as you go because grandparents have parents. Yeah. And they have parents and they have parents. Uh, and you know, you I know never thought about that. Yeah, there's a lot of them. <laughs> you know, you can yeah, just stay God. on one. I just stay on one branch for like two or three days until you like, oh, I'm done. Six generations is plenty, you know, <laughs> give up then. <laughs> yeah, that's enough for you. Yeah, enough for so, you. And if I see one more Norwegian fly through, so help me. But <laughs> I have so many Norwegian cousins. I'm just laughing every that's time that comes up. That's Norwegian. They might have a German last name, but I bet they're Norwegian. You know those Norwegians. <laughs> yeah, they there must be a really big deal there. I don't know. But um yeah, so there's like some things I wouldn't recommend um looking everybody up unless you had something okay. established already because you're not gonna know where to start. Okay. And unless you have the same last name, which doesn't happen very often. Surprisingly. Well, for me okay. it doesn't because I don't have any siblings, but and my dad didn't either. So there's that. But um, with a lot of people, you know, I can, I can look up, oh, look, they have a common last name, but I'll never find it in their tree. Or if I do, it'll be like, yeah, that's the same last name, but I don't recognize the rest of that name or the time period that they were alive. It doesn't even sound like a sibling to anybody I know. So it must be like already a distant cousin from that point, you know. So it's really not worth looking up anybody um, more uh, distant than a fourth cousin, I think, at, the, at this point for me. Unless I find so, more branches. Well, it sounds like you're yeah. on your way. You know, so let me ask you this. So what are some, what are the uh, the web addresses for this twice removed now that we're just 
you're you're just starting out. Where can a person start to learn more about Twice Removed? Well, TwiceRemove.net is a website. There's not much up there right the second. We're just starting okay. it. So, right. um, you know, once once the first episode is released, there'll be more up there. It's okay. being stockpiled here on my little hard drive until I'm ready to right. put it all out. And um, But, yeah, that will be where it is. <clears throat> and, well, I've got in, in any, yeah. any other locations that you're thinking about uh, doing your course, you're going to hit, what, Instagram? And yeah, I'll all have the a other Facebook different... group. Okay. I started a Facebook group, but I haven't opened it yet. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll probably just use my personal um, social media. So you and do all these first... projects, the filmmaker. You know what you do? You end up doing a social media account for every freaking project you I do. Know. And it gets out of hand. <laughs> <laughs> so, there just isn't enough time, I'm... Linda. There just isn't enough time. Oh. So if you, you know? have, like, you know, if you guys are going to go, go find my YouTube channel, it's um, TurboFlix. But you're going to see a lot of cartoons up there right now because I have a bunch of okay. little short cartoons and stuff I made that I'm doing <laughs> some old movies. But um, I figure it's, you know, whatever. <laughs> so when do you Still think – well, I know, I know. When do you think things will really start rolling with Twice Removed? Um, well, probably in the next month, I would say. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. That is fantastic. What was – I'll have I, to I ask that with my co-host. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think you should really educate that person. Um, but what <laughs> what, um, what? and this is just on my end, uh, my question is, what was it about podcasting that appealed to you? Because, I mean, you've been so firmly entrenched in film for all these years now. What is it about podcasting that that you feel is another exciting and great creative outlet? Well, for unscripted or nonfiction, it's easier to just talk about a topic, right? Yeah, right. Whatever it is. Um, For fiction audio, you don't, you can have, like for audio dramas, like, for the Snowbirds project that I did, they could have been anywhere in the world, and I could make it sound like they were anywhere in the world, but you wouldn't have the film budget. You wouldn't have to move the camera crew or hire crew True. in Italy and then, you know, <laughs> move it all over. No, the place. you're right. You're right. So, you know, and that's something that you can edit on your laptop for free using Audacity or GarageBand. Right. And, right. you know, do it all yourself and if you can do voices yourself and if you can i mean this how do we know that you are not talking to yourself but just using a voice that sounds like me that's a good point it's a no, lot but easier really, than lot of, yeah you can just you don't need a lot to get started and it's a creative outlet and i highly re- recommend it to anybody. I, 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 I was going to be in radio, too. That was another thing. <laughs> you know, you know so. what, Linda? It's like, you know, you, you just have, you know, for some, what, what, okay, that's going to, that, that bumps the question. We're going to go to the way back machine here. 
What is it you originally okay. wanted to do? Well, I mean, what was Linda in high school going into college or going into uh, our young adult? What were you going to do before you opened up this box? Um, okay. In high school, I was a photographer for the yearbook. Okay. And that makes I sense. I had my own dark room. I built my own dark room when I was in Good 11th grade. Or something else. And and did black and white developing, and it was so much fun shooting um, football in high school. Like from the oh, yeah. I almost got ran out. I did the same. I did the same. See? You understand. Yep. I did. And yep. then in college, I, and then college, I got a media degree. I was going to go into broadcasting but and journalism, okay. but I just went ahead and just got the, the media degree, and, you know, which was photography, radio, audio, and then from there and then I was in band and then I stopped that (laughs) yeah and then got into I don't know I think I had like a dead period in there where I was just writing no I was interviewing no I interviewed I interviewed rock stars I interviewed rock stars (laughs) and I got back that's your wait a minute wait a minute that's your dead period (laughs) (laughs) yeah boy I want to die (laughs) <laughs> that's that's no, quite no. a dead period. Oh, I think I'll. I'm not really doing anything. I think I'm going to go interview rock stars. <laughs> yeah, I did. And then I I started taking pictures at concerts, and right. One of my pictures got on a Joan Jett album, which was kind of cool. Oh. And what album, man? I'm sorry, because <laughs> uh, you know I'm going to go uh, out and look at it as soon as this is over. Oh, which one was it? I don't remember the title, okay, but it was I'm in 1996. Hunt. It was 1996 or 97 or something like that. You'll see I'm it. I'm gonna hunt this. I'm gonna hunt this down. I can't Absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah. Quite, quite the dead period, Linda. <laughs> well, it was like you know, but, you know, there was like there was a camera involved and there was like a microphone involved. So that's how it just kind of like oh. mushed together. Oh. And then I've written a couple of books, but whatever. <laughs> Well, I thought I had some accomplishments in my life. You, <laughs> Your you dead siblings. period would have been my life-changing period. <laughs> you have any siblings? Hey, listen, in our last few minutes, um, I know we have a lot of listeners that do that are so in- interested in the entertainment industry. Is there any advice that you could give a young person or even a person who's really – considering or really wanting to get into the industry is there is there any advice that you can give yes okay whatever you want to do if you don't live in LA don't come here <laughs> do it seriously unless you have a trust fund or a connection or a job okay. waiting for you okay. don't do it yet don't do it yet okay. Stick, okay. stick with working locally and figuring out what it is exactly you want to do if you're a right. writer, you don't need to be here either. If you're right. not like 20 years old and want to bust your butt every day working for somebody and never really get your script seen anyway, right. don't do it. Just stay where you are. Work hard at what you're doing. If you're a writer, submit your script to contests or maybe try to figure out a way to produce it locally or pitch it. There's all kinds of ways you can put pitch stuff online. Right. They have like right. stage and 
um, virtualpitchfest.com, and there's all these other places where you can pitch to people, and you can be just as in contact as you would here because you're not going to get any closer here unless right. you're working in the industry, and then you might not meet the right people anyway. Come out to, to L.A. maybe once every couple of years or okay. like a week and try to right. wrap it around some kind of an industry networking event. That's a okay. great way to meet people. I did that before I moved okay. here. Like I came out here like three times just doing networking um, events and right. met quite a few people that way. And they were here when I got here. And yeah. I already had a job when I got here. I already right. had a job. <laughs> so, okay. And that's kind of tricky right now, you know, so you want to be careful. And it's really super expensive, <clears throat> you know. So um, just hone in your skills at home and do the best you can. And Man, that is, really that's it. Yeah. That is some great advice. That is some great advice. And it's advice that that is practical and pertinent. And uh, – Linda, I, I could go on for hours with you, um, but I just want to say uh, sincerely thank you so much for being on the show this evening. I hope you had a great time, and um, yeah. I hope that you'll consider coming back because we really want to know more about uh, what's going on with you in the world of podcasting. Uh, you have been stellar in everything that you have done. You have um, decided, and you have done, and you have become not only to myself, but to a lot of people I hope that are listening and inspiration, that things can happen. You can get your projects done. You can get into this business, and you can be what you want to be um, if you just work hard and stay home and out of L.A. So... <laughs> <laughs> no, really. No, I don't no, mean I that like don't come. No, no, yeah. no. No, I... No, I but I appreciate you saying that because when I was in film school, um, you know, there was this thought about Florida that it was going to be Hollywood East. And part of that oh, attraction yeah. was that I did not want to move. I did not want to move to LA. I, I did not want to move to LA. And um, I was so excited by that prospect of, you know, of central Florida, Florida itself becoming, you know, a Hollywood East. Of course, that really didn't happen. Um, but uh, it doesn't matter because now with the advent of the internet, it doesn't really need to happen. So anyway, but Linda, I, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. I hope you'll join us again. I hope you had a great time and best of luck with all that you're thank doing. You. Okay. Best of thank luck with so all much. that you are doing. And I'm sure we will talk again. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> all all right. right, Linda, take care. Have a great evening. You too. Bye-bye. All right, thank you. And thank you very much, everybody, for listening this evening. We hope you had an education. I know I did. Um, I, um, I, I, I don't know about you, but talking to people that have just said to themselves, hey, this is what I'm going to do, and this is how I'm going to do it. I get off this show every Thursday night, and I'm inspired, and I am just motivated. And I hope you will be, too. Uh, these are great people. These are people we can learn from. These are people we can grow from. And Linda Anderson is exactly one of those people. So from all of us here at Beauty Radio, have a great evening. And I uh, hope to see you or hear you next Thursday night.